schools. Very good. You may have just heard that. I don't know if you heard that from your end. I do want to just remind everyone that this is recording. Uh, we record this so that we can share it with people that can't make it and for leaders that come behind you guys and for, or for future leaders to come. So uh, we are recording. So if you're comfortable turning on your screen, we'd love to see you. Love, love, love to see you. Just double check and make sure your mic is silenced and uh, we'll get this ball rolling. So open up your chats if you don't mind. We'd love to see where everybody is from. Good morning or afternoon, Tracy. It's good to see you. Troy joining you too. I see Tracy and Troy on the screen. Excellent. Yeah. He's making a shape. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> lunch break. Completely understand that. Hey, guys, bring your food, bring your drinks. This is lunchtime. Completely understand. Just might, if you have a camera's on, just shoot with your mouth closed. We don't want to see that nonsense. <laughs> All right, team. So really, really great to see everybody. Starting to see the chats rolling in. We got some folks from just north of here in Port St. Lucie. Uh, thanks for joining us. I know we have folks out in California. Uh, I'm seeing other other folks I know, some people from uh, Indiana and Ohio. Wow. So this is wonderful. It's good to see people from all over the world again joining. So uh, this week is really going to be a little bit more of an open forum concept. We're going to cover a lot of different topics. We don't really have one anchor point here. Um, and we will be looking to see from you about what we're looking at for future leadership meetings. Uh, in these these webinars to include uh, mission briefs and sanctuaries as well. So before we get going, I'm going to open us up in a word of prayer, and then we're going to go over to a quick scripture to kind of ground us in our conversation. Um, and so I'm going to call be calling here after prayer on Brian to uh, to, to belt out a Second Corinthians uh, passage for us. So, Lord, thank you so much for today, God. Thank you for this time. Uh, we hand it over to you, Lord. We strive always to, to give you full submission um, and, and let you be the spiritual director of our lives. We get in the way of that a lot, Lord. What I'm asking for is this community to, to really all pile in here together and hand it over to you collectively. When you guide us, God, we, we cannot go wrong. It does not mean that we're going to be happy. It doesn't mean we're going to be satisfied with the outcome, but we know that you are working all things out for good for those that are in you. And so we anchor there, Lord. Your holy name we pray. Amen. All right. Brian, can you let us know which passage in 2 Corinthians you'll be reading for us today? Absolutely. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Brian. This is my beautiful wife, Tiffany. I struggle with sex addiction and anger addiction. And the passage today is 2 Corinthians chapter 1. If you want to open up your Bibles or your app, this is ESV verses 3 through 7. Uh -huh. Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 7. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Brian. Uh, this is one of my favorite verses and one of the reasons why Lamar and I have chosen to lead is because God gave us comfort through our storm and he has called us to now give that comfort to others. And that's not easy. And just show of hands, how many people here, and it can be virtual hand or just if you're on the camera, raise your hand. If that's why you're here, because you've been called to lead because God's gotten you through some stuff and you wanna pay it forward. Show of hands, anybody else out there? I'm seeing a lot of hands. Yeah, I love seeing that. I absolutely love seeing that. And I just wanna encourage you that this is, this is an incredible ministry. This is a tough ministry. It's hard to be able to say, um, I've been through some yuck and I didn't handle it well, or I've struggled with this, or um, you know, this is, this is an area of weakness. But that's exactly what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to, I, I, into ministry through our weaknesses. You know, I mean, so many people, you'll hear them say, well, God gave me the gift of patience, or God gave me the gift of this or that. And there's no story to go along with it. And I challenge that until you've been through the fire, you don't really get to see what the most effective ministry you have on your life. Because it really is in those seasons of weakness and those in those areas of pain that I believe God is creating our ministries. And so, I mean, we have some perfect examples of that. Um, you know, you think about going to, let's say, uh, do we have, who do we have on here? Bruce, hey, Bruce. Let's say Bruce's knee is hurting him and he has to have a total knee replacement. And I don't know if Bruce has a bum knee, I'm just using it as an example. And uh, he goes to Troy and Troy, Troy says, well, I, I've never had a bum knee in my life. I mean, look at me, I've been running and exercises and all it takes is just you know, making sure you eat right. Is that gonna comfort Bruce before his surgery? No, it takes going to someone, let's say Brian, who has had a total knee and saying, oh yeah, that hurt. I remember the pain before surgery but I got through it and, and I was able to walk. I mean, it wasn't easy. I had to do the hard work, but I got through to the other side. Um, I remember all too well, uh, <laughs> good meaning people at the beginning of our storm um, tried to offer me advice. Women here, raise your hand if you have had people um, offer you advice and they mean well, but they just had no idea what they were talking about because they hadn't been through that storm before. And I just imagine a, a church sending a pastor's wife to come sit across from me on the couch and she's never experienced betrayal but she says oh christina you know what sweetie i struggle with anger too i know why you're angry pastor bob leaves his dishes in the sink all the time and i know that rage i know that rage no way she has no idea the rage and the anger that comes with betrayal it, it does it pales in comparison to dishes being left in the sink but when another woman comes that sits across from me and says, I've been there, I've been cheated on too. And I remember I wanted to castrate my husband with a dull butter knife. I know that anger and I didn't. And sorry, that was a bad example too much, but I'm, I'm just saying the anger's really all. Um, but, but that's what I'm saying. Someone that can sit across and say, I haven't done recovery perfectly. I still get angry. I still get triggered. Well, guess who I'm gonna get comfort from? Do you think it was the pastor's wife who you know, has never felt betrayed a day in her life and her biggest concern is dishes in the sink, which is a big deal. I mean, don't get me wrong. God bless her and her ministry. But betrayal pain is very different. Yeah. Same with sexual sin. I'm sure you have an example. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and men, maybe perhaps you have been through something similar where you had someone else come into your life that, that wanted to help walk 
alongside you. And God bless them. God bless their ministry. God bless their heart for broken people. It's just really difficult for someone who's not struggling. It just is. It's one of the reasons why we see such tremendous success from programs like AA, um, NA for Narcotics Anonymous. It's because it's folks that have been through it. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit more of that about what that looks like for us and why it's so effective and why we are called to that. Um, but perfect people have a really hard time helping those in pain with an, you know, kind of an unaffiliated issue. So um, I just want to make sure that everybody here feels that, that calling. And that is the full maturity, I believe, in recovery when you are called into walking alongside others because of what the Lord's done in your life and where he's rescued you. Congratulations, you're now part of the rescue team. Yeah. So. And I commend you because what you're doing is you're not wasting your pain on yourself. I mean, that's a big deal. You are not wasting the pain that you went through on yourself. And that's huge. And I really do believe God smiles down every single opportunity we take to help someone in that need. And what does that look like? For so many people, I think they're fearful of leading because they're thinking, oh, goodness, I don't know about SA. I don't know all the neurology and the brain and the difference between the limbic system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And ah, I can't, there's no way I can teach. I don't have the, the gift of teaching. I've never had a degree in this, or I don't know enough scripture to stop. Do you have a story? Do you have a story of God's glory in your life? Raise your hand. Can I get an amen? Can I get something? Yeah, if you have a story, then you are in the right place, y'all. And it's yep. beautiful for us to be able to use our stories. So that's kind of our leadership pep talk. And there'll be more to follow along, along as we go through this. But I just want to get everybody kind of grounded because maybe it's the summertime. Maybe you've had folks walk away during the summertime because they want to spend more time with their families. Maybe you've had to dissolve groups because of general lack of interest. Uh, just let me encourage you. That's why we lead. It's got nothing to do with the response of the folks that God places in our way. It's got everything to do with the obedience and the response to what he did for us on the cross. Mm. And so when we come together, I always want to keep that at the center here of what we do at Soul Refiner. Um, please ensure that, that we're always checking our hearts. You know, as we go through that little two filter lens of does it glorify God and not me? And then the second lens is does it honor the people that I love, most importantly, my spouse, and then the ones that are next closest to me. You know, as we think about that, you know, as we get upset with folks for how they respond to what's going on in recovery, are we focused on glorifying God and not ourselves? Mm -hmm. And so um, let, let, let's start there this week. So, no, I, I think that's beautiful, sweetie. And I, I love Tiffany and Brian. So glad you guys are with us. And we have Tracy and Troy. These are some of our warriors, Jack and Diane. I mean, these familiar faces, these faces that we see week after week after week, uh, they can attest to this in their own testimonies that recovery is not just the man if there's been betrayal um it's not just the man getting help and sobriety that's not it that's not what recovery is all about there's three parts to recovery there's his recovery there's the woman's recovery because and we've talked about this at our webinars she is going to be have to handle a lot of emotional trauma she's going to have to handle symptoms similar to PTSD. She's going to have to learn how to forgive and, and supernatural grace of God, and she needs community. But then there's also the third that often gets ignored, the union of the marriage that has been fractured. And so if we are concentrating all our energy as church or as leaders on just the men's recovery, we're missing the mark because couples are coming back together and the woman is, you know, she's happy that the man has found sobriety. She's happy he's committed to recovery, but what about her? 
and that she doesn't feel attracted to him. She doesn't want to have sex with him. She doesn't want to be intimate with him. That part of the recovery hasn't happened yet. So I encourage you in this new season as you're preparing for fall or if, you, if you're weighing what's that next step for me, if you're not leading currently right now, there's some pieces that have been missing and it's the women's recovery and the couple's recovery. And so what does that look like um, with, with the Soul Refiner platform? What do we have here? Because we don't have yet the from the ashes from the women. But I want to assure you, it doesn't, you don't have to wait to help the women until that comes out. In our recovery journey, do you want to walk them through what, how we were introduced to Conquer Series? Yeah, this, I think this is a tremendous case in point. As you start to think about how we're going to incorporate, you know, kind of the family unit to, to start with the spouse, it's a great idea to be thinking about Conquer for the ladies. I am not saying by any stretch of the imagination that we put a gentleman who's been through Conquer in front of a bunch of women. I don't think that's a good idea. I would encourage you against that, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think that we have a ton of ladies out there. We're starting to see more and more. I think we're up to four or five groups that are willing to lead Conquer so the ladies can get some understanding of what the guys have been through. Believe it or not, guys, this will actually build some empathy all right, for the ladies that, that have been hurt by sexual sin and sexual stronghold. Yeah, a personal testimony. I don't think I would be sitting here next to Lamar right now talking to you had I not seen Conquer Series. It, God brought that into our life at a very critical turning point where I was ready to leave. I was checked out. I finally heard the word of the Lord that it was time for me to go. And then I saw Conquer Series. And, and I'm speaking to the men now. It changed my heart. It did something in me where it built a compassion as opposed to anger and rage to what he did. It taught me that this wasn't about me not being good enough. This was something more than that. This was something that stemmed from childhood and that his brain had been damaged. And I needed to see that. I needed to know that because up until then, it was very, very personal. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of just sadness and self-defeat and low self-esteem that I attributed to not being good enough. I wasn't a good enough wife. I wasn't good enough in bed. I wasn't good enough um, love or friend. And that's soul crushing. So when I saw Conquer Series, that changed everything for me. And I thought, okay, not only do I understand it, but it walks you through and gives you the tools for what you need for sobriety. So we watched it at this critical point, And I thought, okay, let's just see if he's gonna use the tools now. Because up until then, we didn't even know about sex addiction. We didn't know that other men struggled with this. We didn't have community. And I just wanted to see what he, he would do with it. And he did, he used the tools, which helped me with my recovery. And, it, and like I said, it helped me with being able to forgive him. So we really do want women to watch Conquer series. Uh, the order isn't as much as important. I personally do believe it's, uh, for me, it had to be Conquer series first. Because if I were to jump right into From the Ashes, where they start talking about betrayal trauma caused this, betrayal trauma did this to you, now you need, that's just gonna infuriate me more. Great, now not only are you sick, I'm sick too. And I needed a level of compassion and empathy first. So if you haven't reached out to the women, what does it look like to invite your wife, um, to invite someone in the church that's gone through betrayal? One of maybe your group members might have a spouse that really has embraced recovery and asking them to lead and, and asking them to lead either a group of women or couples doing it together. That's how we did it. We did Conquer Series together where, the, where we watched it. Well, now that we have the platform, what we encourage people to do is watch it on their own as many times as you need to take the notes and then we come together back together as couples once a week and discuss the questions so yeah and there's different ways that you can that you can um you know uh, read option this to use a football term 
Okay, you could do it all in the couple's environment. You can split it up for 45 minutes. So where the men meet with the men, the ladies meet with the ladies, the last 45 minutes you come together for the couple's discussion. That, that's incredibly effective. If there is no one tried and true way. There's tons of different techniques, no one prescribed procedure. So you know, up to your creativity there. Uh, I do recommend though, that when it's time to get real, that the men are with, with other men in community and the ladies are with uh, other women that can be there to support them. Um, and then the couples can look at it from the perspective of how this has affected the us, you know, our, our unit, uh, the two of us together. And so uh, do let me encourage you. You know, one thing you may want to talk to your, uh, your, your folks and your groups about this. If you're doing couple stuff, uh, let me strongly recommend that couples never give each other surprises during the groups. Uh, just kind of an aside, you never want to, you know, spring an aha moment onto your significant other in front of a whole bunch of other folks. That's not a not really a good idea. It's not a prescription for success, you know, a little bit later on that evening uh, in terms of make sure you're connected. And my other advice um, is have your husband wear pants um, because then you won't be tempted if he's wearing shorts to pull out his leg hairs when he's saying something you don't agree with. Um, that's legit, too, if you're going to be side by side. So yeah. um, you'll notice Lamar always wears pants to these from years of experience. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're thinking, you know what? I can't sit next to my spouse. There's no way. Seriously, I, I can't risk losing leg hair. I don't want to get thumped and poked in the side. We're just not in that place. That's OK. You can still lead. Um, we did for a couple of years. He led groups. I led groups. And it still built the intimacy between us because we'd come together and we'd pray for each other's groups and we would discuss it. There's just something so powerful, Lamar. And I think this is the step that people meet uh, or, or miss. And I'd, I'd love to hear people's stories about this. Um, when you get a couple or a man that gets stuck and they're, they're still just not feeling the intimacy, they're not feeling the connection with their spouse, they're sober-minded, they haven't masturbated, they haven't looked at porn, they haven't emotionally connected uh, with anybody else, but their wife, they're just disconnected. They're not feeling the love. They don't have that newly redeemed and transformed marriage. And honestly, I believe th this is the reason is because they haven't taken that next step. And so to encourage people in your group, hey, what does it look like if you're stuck to, is it time for you to share your story? Is it time to get your eyes off your own junk and start helping other people? You might want to say it a little bit kinder, sorry. You, 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 can, you can read between the lines there, cover what I just said with a lot of grace. And, and what does it look like to step up and lead? Because when Lamar and I go through seasons where we're not leading, friction builds. I mean, we find ourselves fighting more. And when we sit back, we're like, oh, it's because we've been on break too long. We have too much time to focus on each other, our own garbage, right? And so if, if you're both leading, though, you don't have as much time to butt heads. And your energy and your prayer life is focused towards those that are broken that you're walking beside. Hmm. All right, team. So the pep talk continues. And so I just want to, I, I just, yeah, I'm, I encourage you all as we go to, into the question and answer portion here in about 10 more minutes. Uh, to be ready with your stories, uh, to be ready with, you know, here's something I experienced, here's how we got through it, what do y'all think about this, you know, I'd love to get some group think, I'm already starting to see some of the uh, discourse on the chat about from the ashes, thank you so much for folks that are answering up, uh, thanks for the questions about Stronger Together, okay, Stronger Together is our dedicated couple study on the platform right now, mm -hmm. uh, but any of these studies you know, let me encourage you that they can be used in a couple's format, a couple's environment. It takes a little bit of creativity. 
you know, this group, this core group here, uh, y'all are going to be the beginning of how we launch into something that, that the great Joe Medlock suggested in terms of a, a broader forum where we can connect with other leaders, get best practices, see who's leading what groups in person around the country where folks can drop in on travel. Um, but we are aiming towards a, a, a bigger community of leaders, uh, and it'll be the test bed because we're eventually going to expand that into our members where they're able to come and get their questions answered. They're able to come and talk with other folks that are going through this recovery process, but it's got to start with the leaders. And so as we talk about these things in this forum, be thinking about what that looks like in actual you know, written format, how you would want to see it, how we can share some of these, you know, when are my groups? Is it an open group? Meaning people can drop in as they need to. Is it a closed group? where once we start, get past week two, there's no more new people, no visitors, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and the place that we're starting with this, because we're still trying to figure out and work out the kinks and we wanna keep uh, everything, we wanna keep your uh, personal information uh, safe. So we're working through these uh, issues, but our first step that we're gonna do is you're gonna receive a survey after this webinar. And I created this survey just to get information from the groups that God has called for you to lead, upcoming groups, if you have room. Uh, and you're willing to um, open either a virtual class or if you want to just open up your location and share that with me uh, and you are willing to help couples or women or men it's all in the survey and if you can share that with me then it's it's a matter of I'm not going to post your information anywhere we're not ready to do something like that but what I can do is if somebody calls here and says I'm looking for a group that meets Wednesday night virtually I can look on our list and see your name and I can send you their information so you can reach out to them for safety, because I do want to keep you guys safe. So if, if you agree to something like that, I encourage you to fill out those surveys because we have people every single day calling here. And now women and couples are looking for groups and we're desperate need of, of leaders for these women and leaders for couples that want to do recovery together. Yeah. yeah, we would love to launch right after this meeting. I mean, I, I don't, nothing would please me more than getting into you know, uh, the website and, and launching a sidecar community forum. We are just going through the, uh, the, the very ending portion here of figuring out the privacy stuff on that. We wanna make sure we're not letting anybody's information you know, out of the bag inadvertently and trying to make sure everybody's protected and that, that we don't get some bad actors in, you know, kind of rummaging through people's stuff. And so let me encourage you that it's absolutely something that is in work, it's on the way. We hope to have it in place by the time we meet next in uh, early August. I see a question here. It says, what about engaged couples watching Conquer series together? Uh, he is uh, openly confessing to 18 years porn addiction. He is 27, she is 23. Absolutely. Uh, Conquer series is not just for married men. Um, I strongly would encourage a couple, especially engaged, that if she's especially, well, she should be familiar with his addiction, uh, being able to uh, go through Conquer series together. I think it'd be beautiful to have them do it in a group with other married couples. So the married couples, they can see what it looks like to have couples that have gone through it further along in the process. I think that would be extremely powerful to get a few couples together and to do an intimate private group watching Conquer series. I think teenage boys should do it. We're trying to work on that. There's, I know there's some legalities there, but we're waiting until our son turns 18 on his 18th birthday. He's gonna be sitting in front of Conquer Series with a group. He's watched it, but he will have a group on his 18th birthday. And so I think it's very important. I don't think it, it's age discriminated. I don't think it's couple discriminated. I think it's absolutely helpful for anyone. In fact, we actually have women 
who suffer from addiction too, watching this and saying they get a lot of help from it. We have Melissa, she's one of our fearless warriors. I think I saw her on here a second ago. Um, she has been leading groups for when, women that struggle with sexual addiction and she's using Conquer Series because there's nothing else out there. Now, mind you, we know that, and we know that's a big hole, and we are working hard to fill that hole. But until then, let's use what we've got, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I believe it's one of the best tools possible as you go through and you have the 12, 13-year-old, and maybe we're a little late to the game at that age. I don't know where they are in terms of maturity, if they can handle that, if they're ready for the talk, which I never got from my dad. I, I, I bet 90% of the faces on the screen never got the talk from their parents. And so what a great way to facilitate the talk. You don't even have to do the talking. Mm. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons why I love Conquer so much because it appeals to such a broad audience. There's really three big buckets, right? You've got the maintenance bucket for people that have been through sexual sin and stronghold and spit out the other side. You've got the triage bucket for folks that are languishing in it, need some help right now, now, now. And then you have the prevention bucket. And for, for any kid out there, can you imagine just being educated to that level of saying, hey, this is what's coming at you. Here's how to, to make yourself available for surrender to Christ and getting through it. Um, and that's what Solar Refiner is really all about, is being able to access anybody. And that's another great marketing tool that you have. Just because you're leading a conquer group does not mean that the rest of the men in the church should look at you as somebody who nobody should ever stand next to them because that might get on them. Okay, we need all the men. If they're healed, God bless their ministry. We need them. We want them to be there for guys that need help or guys that are coming out the other side. And so um, I, I love Conquer really in all the uh, all the different studies for that regard. Some of the message I've seen, I can't tell if it's private message or not. Um, there's a concern with um, the teaching, the whole teaching aspect. I don't know enough. How many times should I watch it before I facilitate, I lead? What if I've you know, only gone through it once? Guys, that's the beautiful thing about leading and facilitating. You don't have to teach. They get the lesson in the videos. We've done that. We've created the lesson. We've created the content. That's the teaching. Your job is to offer encouragement and comfort, to provide a safe place for them to share their answers. It's a place where you can share your answers. That's it. That's it. I mean, you, you don't have to create a curriculum. You don't have to do outlandish preaching. You don't have to share a profound story every week. You just have to create that space for them to show up to heal. That is it. We have sat through some classes um, where we've maybe said 10 words the whole time and we've just stepped back. You should never work harder than your group. And just let them do the work let them talk go around and just kind of make sure everybody has a chance to share that's all you have to do oh, man. It's, I, it's it's super exciting um that, that we get a chance to really truly be facilitators instead of teachers yeah um you notice i didn't i didn't leave out the word leaders because mm -hmm. a tr true leadership is something totally different a facilitator does not necessarily mean just a a game manager okay you are there to lead the men through it to help them point out some of the blind spots they may be having that they don't even recognize yet. That's why we call them blind spots, amazingly enough. So, so let me encourage you in that regard. We're also seeing a ton of questions flowing through. I got a great question from John um, about, hey, how does that, what does that look like? What kind of thing are we trying to create here? What are we doing? How are we going to get these guys, um, some of the AA concepts of getting 90 meetings in 90 days? Um, I, I love that as it helps you kind of reset um, we went through something similar, except ours was a little bit more abstinence related. So there is something to be said about 90 days changing a lifelong habit. 
or changing a long-term habit. Mm -hmm. So John, yeah, more to follow on that about how we're going to put that together, how we're going to pull up and do on-demand sessions. You know, we're going to get leaders that are volunteering from all over the world and the country to cut some of these videos. Hey, here's, here's a week one kind of a canned, you know, in desperate need, you can't find a group anywhere. You're up in you know, Northern Alaska on an oil rig and just plug this in. Here's your, one of your meetings for your 90 days. So. Yeah, I, I saw up here and Tiffany, I might have you open up your mic and share, honey. Um, this is, this is fantastic. This would be perfect for you. Um, I still get triggered. Uh, how, how can I be qualified to lead? You're our star candidate here because you, I mean, you and Brian are fantastic. You guys have been vulnerable and walking us through your journey. And could, could you share about that? How much recovery does someone have to have before they're qualified to lead? Um, <laughs> I would say there's no, there's no direct answer. If God calls you to lead, it doesn't matter if you've been one day in recovery or a thousand days in recovery. Um, I would love to say that I'm past all the triggers and that I'll never have another trigger, but for an example, we're unloading our pod right now with all of our household goods. We're in the middle of it, hence the working clothes. And there's a lot of stuff in there that's triggering. And I could have said, hey, we're not going to do this meeting today because I need to focus on these triggers. Um, but I think the most important thing is that you acknowledge the trigger. Do not deny that feeling that it gives you, but don't give it any power. And a lot of times I use that analogy of boxing it up and saying, you know, not today, not today. Um, you can also face it and, and burn it. You can write it down and burn it. Do anything that gets it out of your system, but doesn't take control of you and share those stories with others, share them and help the others through their triggers. And as Christina said in the beginning, walk alongside them. Don't sit there and tell them they shouldn't be triggered because they are triggered. So honor that feeling, but don't let it control you or, or take your day away from you. Thanks okay. for may I, may I say something? Absolutely. Here, in one second, because I want to get back to Brian. Just, just one second. Okay. I didn't see who that was. So, um, can you see? Yeah, Salim. It was Salim. That's you, Salim. Okay, Salim. Yeah. If, if, if you need to say something or you'd like to say something, please just uh, find the little hand. There we go. To, to okay. Hand no worries. Perfect. It'll, it'll shoot you yeah, right we'll, to the top of our screen. We can yeah, find you we more can easily. See. Yeah, because we're both blind. You know, we're. No, no, no worries. That <laughs> <laughs> happens to me. Old. <laughs> I'm like squinting. I'm going to be like in your lap here soon, guys. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, so Tiffany and Brian, Brian, something I commend you on is throughout your recovery journey, uh, you've never stopped walking beside men. You've always had someone in front of you and someone behind you. And that's a beautiful picture. Could you speak on that? Yeah, Christina, it, I think I, I took this from Lamar that um, he, he kind of let me know that uh, and let Tiffany know that you know, if I was ever no longer in recovery or if I had given up going to groups, it was probably time for her to, you know, say goodbye. And I, I agree with that. I've seen in my own life that when I'm in groups when I'm giving and receiving is when um, we're moving forward in recovery. So I just definitely uh, recommend that to, to, uh, to the group. One thing I wanted to add to Tiffany's comments was, you know, I learned through some AA materials that, that the best way to get out of your own head and kind of triggers is in that kind of bucket is, is to do service work. And I think service work be, being leading or coordinating or volunteering to be a co-leader or anything like that is a, is a wonderful way to get out of your own head. So thanks for letting me share. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. I, I, I so appreciate it. And, and as a, as a former co-leader of, of a couple of my groups, man, thank you so much for your service um, into those groups and into those men, because as you pour in other men, you start to, 
you start to get a whole different understanding of some of the stuff that you're saying and hearing and conquer and in warpath stronger together etc uh, it takes on a whole new meaning so um salim i am so sorry um we're, we're a little bit past a halfway point already so perfect segue uh, what was your question there sir uh, well, it was not a question. It was more of a comment of uh, what Tiffany uh, was was sharing, and I just wanted to share my experience, you know, because uh, I've been in recovery for three years. Uh, I've, I've been a leader now for uh, I'm on my second uh, Conquer Series uh, round. So um, one thing that uh, that I will share my experience is that I was wounded by um, spiritual leaders in, in my childhood, in my teenage years. You know, uh, I came from Honduras. Uh, I saw missionaries coming to Honduras to preach something that it was not biblical, you know. So I, now that I'm adult, you know, I definitely um, challenge, you know, spiritual authority, pastors, uh, you know, teachers, whatever, um, because I, I need to see them, you know, prove themselves first, you know. And, and I'm, a, I'm a Pharisee in recovery, um, but, you know, during my, my, my uh, when I started this, this, uh, this, this journey, I noticed that some of the leaders that I had, they never did their homework. I, I, went, I was going there and I would look at their uh, note, uh, notebooks and everything went blank and it, it, was, it was just emotions. It was just uh, rabbit trails. And I was trying to follow, um, you know, my former military pilot. So I was trying to follow the checklist, you know, from the book. And I was like, what, when did you answer this? How did you answer it? I mean, how, how come you're leading me and you haven't even answered that? So um, I will say that at least for my experience and for those of us who have been wounded by spiritual leaders that, um, you know, that we need to have at least, you know, conquer series, at least I will say um, seven pillars and Genesis as well, you know, cause that's, that's what I did. And I feel like that has prepared me for me to be hopefully a better leader to the people that are uh, in my, in, in my group so far. So anyway, that was my comment and I'm not trying to post, I'm just sharing my experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that brings up a great point with the platform and using the platform team. Uh, if you are just now getting on the platform, if this is new to you and you're a woman or you've only done the DVDs in the past and you're making that transition to the platform, there is a study guide that he's referring to that you can write your answers every week at the discussion questions and you have the option to share your answers. You can share them with the leader or you can share them with um, everyone. And we highly encourage our leaders to do those questions early on in the week. Not wait till everybody else is participating, but set the example. Do the questions, uh, either if you're doing it as a couple, answering those early on um, and submitting them and sharing them. Being transparent, like he said, uh, that is one of the most noble characters of a leader is transparency. And to be able to say, you're not alone. And it, what it does is it encourages other people to then answer. And okay, they did it, they're willing to share, then it's okay for me to share too. Because there is fear, like, oh gosh, I don't, know, I don't wanna be the first one to answer. So I love that. Thank you very much for sharing that. Very, very important. Yeah, I, just, mm -hmm. I, I want first off, thank you so much for your service uh, as, yeah. as a military pilot. I, I appreciate it. Um, several others in, in the group uh, mm. share that with you. And so thank you so much, uh, Salim. Mm. Uh, and, th and thank you for saying, hey, here was a frustration I had. And, and also thank you for overcoming the frustration to become a, a, a leader. And, and thank you for your service to the men in your two conquer groups so far. We appreciate it. Yeah, you could easily could have said, I've been burned. I'm out. And you didn't. You My wife did that. not let me. My wife did yeah. not let me. She said, you Love need her. to continue. 
Love it. Love it. I had the fire under my feet. So. Yep. I see Tiffany and Brian laughing about yeah. that. That's that was funny. Yeah, we joke a lot about that. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit doesn't use exactly something biblical to bring us to the foot of the cross. And then he demands a response from us still at that point. And sometimes, you know, when someone else, we, we kind of do it out of a sense of, man, I, I can't let them down. That's still Christ working. That is still Christ using somebody to bring us, you know, to, to our knees. And so I, I love that you can say something like that. You never have to worry about coming here and saying something like that and feeling judged. Um, hey, I, I wasn't doing it for me. I wasn't doing it out of obedience. I was doing it so my wife didn't kick the crap out of me. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I see a lot of questions and we get these all the time as well. I might ask Troy and Tracy, put you all on the spot here. We get questions all the time. Well, am I disqualified because I'm divorced? Or am I disqualified because we're only engaged? Or I'm separated now and I don't plan on getting remarried. Does that disqualify me from leading the courses? So Troy and Tracy, would you mind opening and sharing a little bit there for us? Sure. Um, so we are not married. Um, and Honestly, I think part of the reason that we are together now is because of recovery. Um, I, we were dating and I betrayed Tracy. And over the last three and a half years, I've gone through recovery. And, and it's honestly, it's what's brought us back together. Um, and so uh, I think it's why we are where we are and why hopefully we'll be married soon, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I second that too, because I questioned it. Um, we just went through um, Stronger Together. And so we were, you know, the dating couple amongst all these married couples. And um, yeah, to be honest, it was almost like a premarital class for us. And um, we got so much out of it. So if any of you haven't um, had the opportunity to be in Stronger Together, highly encourage it. Um, you know, women, you know, um, that have been betrayed, it is, there's just a healing that I, I can't even put to words. And then you learn how to communicate with each other. You're talking to each other. You're praying face to face, knee to knee, eye to eye. You're not closing your eyes. And it's just a wonderful tool to use to be able to reconnect and start communicating. And so that healing can continue. I love that. I love that. And I honestly, I encourage every couple that has gone through infidelity to take stronger together, because that is also something that oftentimes is missing that the sexual intimacy is something that we often hear is the last thing to come back. And it's because the emotional and the spiritual isn't there really either. And so this program walks through, well, why? Why are we withholding each person? And because you've been hurt, so you're withholding or because you've learned it or because of the addiction, doesn't matter the why so much as there's been withholding and withholding love is a sin. So the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, how, what do we do uh, to get that back? And how can we each take measures in our own lives to bring that back? Because that's the kind of relationship that glorifies God Amen. and the ones that all three of those aspects are shared together. Amen. So I just want to address a couple of questions here and a couple of uh, kind of comment threads as well. Uh, I saw some, uh, some, some questions about how do we bring this to minors? Um, and I just wanted to address a couple things here. Um, I, I think it's where it belongs in terms of getting it in front of even middle schoolers. I really do. I, I believe, especially at, at church schools, um, meaning schools that, are, that have a Christian basis um, or faith basis that won't have to answer to Uncle Sugar. I think it's a, it's a great uh, tool for them to really reach their young people. 
Uh, I do think there are a host of legal concerns behind that, especially if you are leading one of these groups and you're talking to someone else's kid. And that is something uh, you almost are forced to have somebody with you or nearby that has a bunch of letters behind their name. Um, and I'm talking about therapists, that kind of thing, to make sure these kids get the proper care and that we don't overstep any kind of parental bounds uh, for those kids as parents. All right, so let me encourage you in this. We have a, a leader with us. Uh, you've probably seen him on a few of these uh, mission briefs or sanctuaries, a gentleman named Scott Radetsky. okay? And you, you can Google him. I'll even put his name in. He, he's willing to answer questions. He is a complete man of God. He's a former military chaplain. We call him chaps, but he, he is really starting to, to, to hammer down on getting this stuff into the hands of middle schoolers and high schoolers. He is a therapist. He is almost finished with his certified sexual addiction therapy, uh, kind of sidecar to his, his, his you know, uh, marriage and family therapy licensing. And so he is a fantastic resource. Uh, there are other folks uh, that, I, that I see on my screen that may or may not want to be identified. If they want to identify in the chat, they can as folks that can help kind of walk through the kind of the legal aspect of this, uh, or they know lawyers that may be able to help with that if that's not their specialty in general, but do not go that alone. Uh, definitely talk to people. Uh, I think it was James that kind of brought the question up. And so uh, let me encourage each of you as, you, as you think about, am I called to do this with younger people? I'm talking about younger than 18. Absolutely, you know, hear, hear that calling, but protecting, you know, yourself, and protecting those children, absolutely paramount. A couple of safeguards people have taken, and not just these, I agree with Lamar, get, get some extra guidance here. Uh, have it be a father-son thing. Have the parent be there so they know what they're going through or what they're watching. Or have the parent sign a consent and have them watch it first so they know what it's about. And make sure that they sign that consent saying, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with my, my son or my daughter watching this. Uh, but there's... The, the CYB, CYA, cover your hiney, CYH, we'll go CYH. It, that's important. That's important because the last thing you want is to be caught in a situation where you're uh, being accused of talking about masturbation with young boys and blah, blah. And at least, uh, you just, we just don't want anything to happen to you. So we're just telling you, be safe, get wisdom, get kindness and, and as, as you go down that path. I saw Dave wrote a question in. He said, how can my wife and I join Stronger Together course? Uh, we're on the waiting list. Oh, fantastic, Dave. And if your wife is with you, hello to both of you. Uh, we have some Stronger Together uh, graduates from a class we just took. I see some of them in the group. And so we are working now and setting up timeframes. So I should be able to reach out to you. Our plan is I'm going to get those dates from our leaders now and lock those in. And then next week, we're holding a sanctuary and mission brief. And you guys are going to be the first to know this. It's going to be a co-ed one. We're going to be doing a co-ed one, and we're going to be talking about um, parenting and the kid issues that happen with all of this. But during that time, we really are going to be encouraging people to get into groups. So we're going to grab you guys first and find out which groups are available, and then we're going to be grabbing other people and pairing them up. So just be patient with us, Dave. We're working on it, and uh, directly reach Lamar and I uh, if you still haven't heard anything, and we'll get you plugged in. So there are, there are going to be uh, several groups starting up. Uh, you're going to get the, this leadership bunch here. Anybody who's participating in this will get a post-meeting uh, kind of a survey. So please fill in there your, your interest in, in guiding through some of those. Uh, we just finished up a leadership development Stronger Together class. And so I know there are some couples that are raring to go. 
to get out there. You don't have to have gone through any kind of certification or any kind of leadership development class. Uh, the only recommendation I would have would be that you go through the material before you teach it. I think that's just being yes. smart. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it also helps you stay a week ahead. Mm -hmm. So, any other questions here before we move on to, we, we've got a, t a ton of legacy questions that, that folks have been asking us over the, the weeks since our last meeting, but I just wanna give y'all an opportunity to keep going. And feel free to raise your hands too. I think we can see the people have their cameras on and, or, or you can do the raised hand thing if you have something you'd like to share or ask. I just had a follow-up question about the the Stronger Together course. I've been through Conquer once, about to start up for the second time with my group, but um, should my wife go through the Conquer series before we do the Stronger Together? That is a fantastic question. Everybody's journey, is that Dave that just spoke? Mm -hmm. Dave? Hey, Dave. Uh, everybody's journey is different. Uh, I would... I, and we can talk to you, you can talk to um, Lamar, and he can ask you just a few questions to find out where your wife is. Um, has she already received some counseling? Has she already received some, or is this fresh? Is this new? And I, I don't expect you to answer, um, you know, share personal details of um, the situation, but it really does help to know where each person is. I mean, if she's seen you committed to doing the work um, and she's all in and saying, yes, I want to stay married, I love what I see, there's no problem with jumping into Stronger Together. I know there's women here that have not gone through Conquer series and they've done Stronger Together. So absolutely. But if you find that she is still in a lot of pain and she's still very angry towards you and she, I mean, the idea of emotionally, spiritually, physically connecting with you is just, I don't even want to talk about that being an option. I don't, I mean, God has not even placed it on my heart to get there, then yes, she needs Conquer Series first. So she understands what it is that that you've gone through in your journey. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I hope that helped, Dave. Okay, Matt, what is your question, sir? Awesome, hey, thanks for taking uh, the, the time to answer this. So I posted up in the chat, but wanted to make sure that it, it hadn't kind of gotten skipped. So, um, so I'm kind of a little bit new kind of towards the, the leadership um, side of this. And I'm actually kind of going through leading my first Conquer group at this point. Um, but I've gone through Conquer a couple of times and I'm in, actually involved in a seven pillars group right now as well, participate in Celebrate Recovery. And my wife and I have done some affair recovery work. We've done their curriculum um, as well. And so one of the things that we're kind of doing with our church together is planning for betrayed spouses because it's kind of a hole in the ministry in the church right now. And so um, my wife actually started kind of reviewing the betrayal and beyond through pure desire. Um, and so my question was really about um, from the ashes, which I know is kind of still in the works and hopefully this year, but, you know, and I'm sure lots of churches have this kind of question, like how do you bring in people that have a need now when um, groups that are forming might be kind of, you know, eight weeks off, you know, thinking about conquer, you know, from starting a new one or something like that. Right. And so my question, um, a little bit is what to expect from, from the ashes. So is in my mind, I think conquer is a great way in a short cycle, 10 week to capture some guys and then feed them into seven pillars, a longer group, you know, kind of from a, a design standpoint, um, or even Warpath would be another thing, you know, from the Kingdom Works platform. But then how does from the ashes kind of where is it source material coming from? Because much of Conquer is drawn from Pure Desire and, and Seven Pillars and Ted Roberts kind of work in that. So that's kind of my question that I have. 
Matt, that's a fantastic question. Thank you for asking. Uh, the the from the ashes. They the, the we actually made a movie, and that's going to go release time we don't know what's going to come first or how that's going to happen but there's a movie that they filmed in ireland that actually will be in the theaters and it's a portrayal story and it's it's very powerful uh, but the tiana uh, she's the um, co-owner of kingdom work studios she created a study series to go with it and it's a study series just like uh, conquer series and warpath where it's broken up into weekly modules um, for uh, women to come together and get healing. So yes, we are still working on that and we wanna get that out this year. You're exactly right, Matt. So until then, we are encouraging women to do the Conquer series or to do the Warpath because I think it's important for them to understand. A lot of women think Warpath is even more powerful than Conquer series because it, it answers and spends time on addressing what about relapse? And that's every woman's greatest fear. What, what, how do we prevent relapse? What, how, you know, and then the other question, how did this even happen? Because Warpath digs deeper into the childhood wounds and the and the trauma. And so that's very helpful for women to, to be able to understand the whys. Because we struggle with how did this happen to me? Why me? Why did he? Why him? And so these programs help us get to the why so that when From the Ashes comes out, which is more geared towards, okay, you're in pain now, you have trauma. What is it? What do we need to do to work on processing that? And it's not geared to just women that stay in the marriage. It doesn't push women to stay in marriages, especially if the men is not getting recovery or it's abusive. It's really focused on her healing, her recovery between she and God, herself and God. Mm -hmm. So Matt, I also just wanted to share, if you could let your wife know and the other women know, I'm trying to bridge that gap now. Tiffany is helping me, Tracy's helping me, uh, Diane is helping me. We have some lovely, lovely ladies here you can see, they're all helping me um, create programs right now to help the women until we launch that. And so we have a Saturday morning prayer uh, that uh, Tiffany has started up that is just beautiful. And that has rolled into a daily scripture reading that women are doing together. I think we have 30 plus people on that now, Tiffany. I love seeing that number grow every day. And so she just launched that. And so it's something daily that women can have, a safe place for them to come. And then next Friday, we have the sanctuary where it's another safe place for women to come and get resources and ways to heal and how to process their trauma. So we're trying to bridge that gap. I appreciate your patience, Matt. Yeah, in that process and i will we're going to keep you updated every step of the way so keep coming back to these leadership webinars okay awesome thank you guys so much appreciate yeah. it thank you and thank you for what you're doing yeah. yeah sure thing james we'll get to your question in just a second i just wanted to address a couple things there's there's there's, uh, there's not i don't think there's confusion out there but i just want to make sure that as you come across members out there that may have you know discussion points pure desire and the pillars, that's part of Ted Roberts' ministry, okay? Ted Roberts was the gentleman who kind of spearheaded Conquer, the, the, the former Marine you know, fighter pilot. A fantastic man of God, uh, but pure desire is actually almost diametrically opposed to us uh, on the coast, over on, on the West Coast. So they're up in Portland, Oregon area. Okay, we're down here in Southeast Florida. And so um, they are an entirely different entity uh, they do still affiliate very closely with Conquer Series because of Ted Roberts um, you know, leading that up. And so that is really what we share together. Uh, we are not a seven pillars platform necessarily here at Soul Refiner Kingdom Works. Um, so it, as, you, as you come across things and guys say, hey, this doesn't align with what they're saying at, at Kingdom Works or Soul Refiner, just, just make sure that they're understanding that, oh, they're two different swim lanes, actually. Um, 
and we refer people to them all the time. Likewise, they refer people over to us, but there's not really any big planning session between the two entities on direction or what we're actually doing. Um, again, very supportive, but just a little bit different, if you will, uh, with, with Dr. Roberts being that common theme. And so, uh, by the way, Dr. Roberts is no longer involved in the day-to-day -day running of Pure Desires. Uh, he's still in, in relatively good health. He's, he's still going, obviously. He'll probably always be in the gym. <laughs> so, but he has kind of stepped aside from that. Um, okay, James, I think you have a question. Yes, thank you. Um, we had a gentleman in our last Conquer Series group. He dropped out early on because his situation was, we found out, is his wife had been unfaithful to him multiple times. And so maybe you could speak to what resources would be best for a man in this situation, okay, where his wife has been unfaithful and he is, you know, broken. Oh, that's a good one. James, we need a whole segment on uh, of time on this one. This is that is a powerful, powerful question. Uh, is this and there's a lot, a lot of questions I would want to know, like, is she committing to recovery? Is she or is she checked out? Is he now alone and he's looking for recovery work? And we can talk on the side about that. I can have you connect with Lamar. Uh, but that that is a tricky situation. And that's why it really isn't the same. When you talk about a woman's infidelity and a man's infidelity, the, most of the time it's very, very different. That's why it isn't, uh, we don't create a program where it's, if your husband or your or the wife was the the one that was um, betrayed, because we have learned that um, betrayal with a woman it looks different than a man. Man's is usually, for the most part, rooted in sexual sin, uh, being exposed to sin, trauma in his past, pornography use, um, all those kinds of things typically lead up to the infidelity and and the next step. But for women. It's very different because she usually has stopped loving her husband, has fallen in love with somebody else. So the recovery journey for her and for him is very, very different. And that's a whole series we're going to have to do. Uh, you're right. That's a different beast to attack. And we are going to do it. We are going to do it. And if you have resources, if you know people that are experts in this, send them our way and we'll get them on the camera because that is definitely on our list. Yeah, it's... Speaking from experience, and, and I'm really glad that Matt brought up uh, a fair recovery. Um, speaking from experience with a fair recovery, it's probably one of the hardest nuts to crack mm -hmm. because there, there's such that that male swirling of insecurity and ego, and then you throw in the infidelity portion where, yeah. where the lady has moved on and done something different in terms of physical intimacy, and it, it's really difficult for a man to come back. It's not impossible, and mm -hmm. I'll never put anything past our Lord. Mm -hmm. It's just really difficult, and, and, it, and it requires a, a certain level of, uh, especially if they're going to wind up staying together, it requires a certain level of, uh, I don't know, I, I guess of individual attention. Uh, I'm not saying that it can't be done in groups, but there, there does need to be some understanding you know, if there's going to be a, a redeemed relationship there, some understanding of what's happened and then and how it all went down. It, it's very the, different. Yeah, the biggest hurdle I've seen with this, James, is that um, – uh, a lot of men don't want to get help for this. They're embarrassed. They're ashamed. They don't want to say my wife left me um, for another man. So there's that factor to get over. And they also feel alone. 
well, there's all these community and support programs for the man that cheats, but what about the woman? And that's not the case. It's happening all over the place. Women are becoming sex addicts. Women are struggling with infidelity. Women are looking at porn now. Those numbers are going up. And as those numbers grow up, we can't ignore this problem. Um, we, we have to address it. So uh, we're with you. Yep. We're with you. Would you recommend Stronger Together if it looked like she was ready? Oh, if she were ready, by all means, yes, because what that'll do is to help her understand why she stopped loving him and why she withheld love from him, um, emotional, spiritual, physical, or why she felt the same from him, why she felt that from him. And they, it sets up some great conversations to have to understand the why. And then how do you put those pieces together once you dissect that? Um, I would love, I mean, I have my expert here, Jack and Diane, um, I know they would, um, I would love to be able to have you speak to them because they are, they're, they're uh, experts in the, in the realm of stronger together and intimacy anorexia, and they're fantastic. So uh, we'll get you connected with them if, if I get their permission blessing. All right. Well, team, just a couple of quick announcements. I'm going to go to our last question here in a moment, but a couple of quick announcements. If anybody wants to stay on after the formal portion of um, this, uh, this leadership meeting, then we can talk about uh, any questions you might have about the pricing structure, any questions you might have about the new interface, the user interface, because it looks like everything's switched over from the right side of your computer screen to the left side. If you're on your phone, so down at the bottom. Uh, there are some nuanced differences, and so I'd be more than happy to, to, to reach out um, and to talk about that and to do it in this form, format after we stop the recording. Um, and leading up to that, though, I want to announce next week, like Christina said, our mission brief and sanctuary are going to be together. Um, typically, those are separated, but next week we will be doing a, a co-ed mission brief slash sanctuary, and we will be having two single parents with us uh, that have been through the yuck with their families that are now uh, co-parenting um, in some ways you know one of them single parenting but what does that look like what does the legacy piece look like for your kids you know, how do you talk to them about this stuff when's the appropriate time to talk to them about this stuff listen this is not meaning that everybody's got it all figured out on this end it just means that we're going to be sharing some of the experiences that folks have we'll hear a couple different stories uh, bits and pieces of them at least i don't know if we'll have time for the dedicated you know 30 minute per person story but I, I'm very excited about that. One of our very own, he's in this meeting right now, a gentleman named uh, Jason Reeder. He'll be sharing you know, what is going on with he and his family. And then we'll have a, a lady on there as well about how it's affected her family. And so we're very excited about the Sanctuary Mission Brief. I did see a question about how to connect a woman with some betrayed other betrayed ladies. That's the perfect format is the Sanctuary because next week it, it will be obviously with the men, but. Uh, typically, that is a, a whole separate meeting, and that's where the women connect monthly. It's on the second Friday of each month, so you can pencil that in. But, but really, kind of the week-to-week -week focus, I would point them to that Saturday morning meeting where the ladies get together and they do a prayer circle. Um, men, I, you, you probably realize this, that ladies only make up about 10 to 15 percent of our population on the, on the website, but they are coming on strong. We get equal representation at these uh, sanctuary events that we do on mission briefs. And we even have more ladies participating in this Saturday morning group than we do with the men. And so the ladies are starting to get involved. And when they do, there's gonna be a groundswell response. So that's what we're trying to do is get ahead of it. But I really appreciate the question. I think it was from Anthony 
Um, I'll make sure you get the link, Anthony. I think I know which one you are. I think we spoke on the phone, so just give me a, a, a yay or nay if, if we're the same, if I'm thinking of the same gentleman here. And always, always, always feel free to pass along my email, christina.d at soulrefiner.com uh, by all means. And I can give them, uh, add them to our mailing list. I can send them invitations to Tiffany's Saturday morning prayer and to our sanctuary events and get them connected. So if your wife or if you know somebody in your group or friend of a friend, whoever, feel free to pass along my contact information. Okay, team. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out, and then that'll that'll end the formal portion of this. We'll we'll stop the recording, um, and then we will go ahead and answer any questions for folks that want to stick around. Lord, thank you so much for this time, God. Thank you for your fingerprints just being all over the conversations. Uh, thank you for people humbly bringing their own situations and saying, "Here were some of my frustrations," uh, but to hear your stories of, of the redemptive outcome, it, it just inspires everybody here. And God, that's why we do this, is to continue to get recharged so we can launch back out there and do your bidding. So Lord, we know you don't need us. We're just so thankful that you'll let us participate. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before he jumps into that, as he's getting situated, I just wanted to leave you with some encouragement. Uh, the verse that Brian opened up with, it's, again, like I said, one of my favorites, that God comforts us so that we can comfort others. And it is just, to me, it just hit me so, so hard. Uh, you guys are in the seat to be comforters. And the reason why you're in the seat to be comforters is because you received the comfort from someone who was also through the fire. Jesus went through the pain. He went through the suffering. He wears our wounds. He knows every single betrayal feeling, addiction feeling, shame feeling. He wears it all. He is the best comforter because he's experienced it all. But he took it with him and has been nailed to the cross. And by that, we get to live in freedom and we get to find healing and we get to help other people. This is, a, this is an honor to be in a ministry. It is probably the most difficult ministry in the world. I'm not going to lie to you, but it is an honor because we truly get to be in the trenches. And I feel Jesus every time we meet with a group because he's right there because he knows that's where the heartache is. He knows that's where the pain is. He knows that's where the suffering is. And he's right there. So if you are just feeling spiritually stagnant right now, let me urge you to take this up. Not for us. I don't care if you lead this group or another group. I don't care if you lead at all. Like Brian said, go serve. Get your eyes off yourself. Go help somebody. Tell your story. Tell your story to someone that needs it. And I guarantee you, you, you will feel just an overwhelming peace and, and just something special that God will anoint you with. It really is powerful. And I believe a lot of leaders here have testimonies they can share and being able to say yeah it wasn't until i started helping other people that i really felt like i was in recovery yeah all right team i'm going to bring the recording down <laughs>